Am I really putting God first? Do I put God first? I know that's what God wants, but am I really putting God first? I read a, a book, uh, and uh, Mary borrowed at one time, Take Him to the Streets. And there's, there's a statement that the man who wrote it uh, makes in here. He said, he said he crossed America 20 times in four years, traveling to Europe four times, rubbing shoulders with countless thousands of people, and God knows how many so-called Christians. No man showed me that he cared for my soul. Well, no man cared for my soul and the soul of souls of millions of other street-oriented youths. The cultists were out recruiting. No Christian cared for my soul, but Satan had his disciples. They did. When I walked across the Golden Gate Bridge and con uh, contemplated suicide by jumping off the end, uh, jumping off to end my broken dreams, no man cared for my soul. Finally, in the summer of 1970, while hitchhiking, I ran into a real Christian. Someone cared enough for my soul to bring me to Jesus. Thank God that someone cared enough for me to bring me to Jesus. Thank God that someone cared enough for you tonight to bring you to Jesus. I, uh, was led to Ezekiel 33 tonight and at first I said God I don't want to preach it but God said I want you to preach it so I have to do what God says amen Ezekiel 33, starting with verse 30. As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the houses, and they speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, Please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. So they came to you as people do. They sit before you as my people, and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but with their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, you are to them as a, a very lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, 
but they do not do them. And I thought, boy, Ezekiel, what a, what a terrible thing to be preaching and having people say, let's go hear what God has to say. And then after they hear what God has to say, they don't respond to it. And I wonder sometimes just how much I respond to what I hear. God wants us to be responsive to the word, of, the word that he speaks to us. You see, this is not uh, just a word uh, uh, to Israel. This is not just a, uh, a word that's historic. This is the living word. This is the word of God. And God has a word here for us tonight. Amen? And I believe that if we, we really believe it's the Word of God, then we're going to listen to what God has to say. So many times I've gone to seminars and stuff and, uh, and men, men of God, men who have sought God, men who have prayed over, over their sermons have, have uh, brought forth the Word of God and, and I, I said, well, that's nice. You know, that, w that was meaty. But God wants us to respond to the Word. And then I thought about this uh, a little further, and I looked it up in the, I looked up verse 31 in the Living Bible. And you see, these people were really making fun of Ezekiel. It says, Son of dust, you people are whispering behind his, your back. Your people are whispering behind your back. They talk about you in their houses and whisper about you in the doors saying, come on, let's have some fun. Let's go hear him tell us what the Lord's saying. In other words, they're not really believing it. I hope, I hope you really believe that, that when a man stands behind this pulpit and he has sought God and the words that he's speaking, if it lines up with the Word of God, it, it is a message from God. And as such, we need to respond to the Word of God. Dr. Cho said that over in Korea, they, they kind of do things uh, kind of backwards from what we do them here, but he, actually he feels that it's putting it the right way. They, they come in instead of singing first, he said they, they minister the word and then they respond to the word. If, if God says, seek me, that's, that's what they begin to do. They begin to seek him. If God says, put me first, then they're, they're searching their hearts in prayer. How can I put God first? And this is some of the things that God is, is saying to us here tonight. These people were uh, listening to the message and I want you to notice their attitude in verse um, 31. 
It says, so they came to you as people who do, uh, people do, they sit before you as my people, and they hear your words, and they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but with their heart pursue their own gain. So what we have, we have people that are come, that came, they sit and they hear. They come, they sit, and they hear. But they're not doing. And as I read this, here's a man who's in dire need. A man who needs to meet Jesus. And God is depending on you and I as the church to go and to witness of the power of God were to present the gospel message and were to invite people to come and know Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection, were to disciple these people and in, in, to the point where they, in turn, react to the word of God. <clears throat> Now, let's go to Matthew 28, verse 19. Very familiar scripture. Jesus said, all, uh, verse 18, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. In another place, Jesus says, If you love me, you'll do what? Keep my commandments. This is a commandment. This is not an option. This is not something that we can do or do without. This is all important, all, it, it's vital. This is our marching orders. We are to go and to uh, disciple all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, and he said, I'll be with you. But many times, we're like those Israelites. It's not that we don't know that this here is a message to us. And when we read it or when it's preached to us, it's not that we don't hear it. But like those Israelites, I don't see the church responding and when I say church, I'm, please 
don't take offense, I, I'm not talking about just this body. I'm talking about the church universal. If the church was doing the thing that God had called them to do, we would have already discipled this world for Jesus Christ. But there's, there's case after case of people just like that man that wrote this book, Take Them to the Streets, that are searching for something. They're searching and they want to know where the answer is, where the answer is, and we've got the answer, and we are not going in the name of Jesus Christ. We're not going in the power of the Spirit. We're not witnessing as Jesus has told us to do, and people are just not hearing the message because we're not living the message. We're not getting the message out there. And I'm not pointing a finger at you unless I'm pointing four back at myself. God said that we are to put him first. And so often, he doesn't get that first place. There's so many times that other things take more priority than God. Come on now, be honest. Isn't that right? Sometimes God has to take back sheep because we got other priorities. And especially with summer coming, it just seems like there's so many things to draw your attention. But let us not forget that our number one priority is that we are witnesses. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. Our number one priority is to have a relationship with God and have such a relationship with God no matter where we're at that we are a witness for God. Turn back to Matthew 13. Matthew 13. <clears throat> Verse 18. This is a familiar part of Scripture also for most of us. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away, snatches away what it was sown in his heart. This is he that receives the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on the stony places, is, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while, for when tribulation and persecutions arise because of the word, immediately he stumbles. 
Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and he becomes unfruitful. He was fruitful, he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands the word, and bears fruit, right? Some hundredfold and so forth and so forth. So on the other side, these people who are good ground, understand the word, right? What was the other things that they did? They understood the word. They hear the word first, right? They hear the word. They hear the word, they understand the word, and they bear fruit, right? All right. Fruit comes forth. Here we have a tree. Now, if a tree is a good tree and it's planted in good soil, does the, does the tree have to work at bringing forth fruit? I, I, I can see the tree standing there now. Come on, fruit. Come on, fruit. If I think harder, maybe fruit will come forth. No. If it's an apple tree, all of a sudden, little apples will appear all over the tree. You know why? Because it's an apple tree. And it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's just second nature. An apple tree bears fruit. And it bears after its own kind. Let's call that tree a Christian. If it's really a Christian, then it's going to bear fruit. You can't stop it. Jesus said, by their fruit you will what? Know them. And if you've got Jesus in your heart, you've got Jesus in your life, you're so full of the Holy Ghost and fire that you can't contain it, it's going to come out and you will bear fruit. I want you to notice in that parable the kind of people who didn't bear fruit. They were the ones that had a hard heart. The, the word just did not take effect in their heart. There were some that it, that it uh, sprung up and then it, then, it, then, it, then it died off the minute a little tribulation came along. And then there was the ones that the cares of this world just kind of choked it out. When I was first saved, they used to tell me that uh, I was just a little fanatical. Um, 
a little overzealous. Actually, I believe that I was doing what is naturally expected of Christians, but the problem is I've let the cares of this world and I've let the attitudes of people and I've let these things creep into my life until I'm no longer on fire for God the same as I was then. If I was, then I would still be out there so excited about Jesus that I would have to tell somebody about it. Amen? Jesus says, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. He said, do you remember when, when they came to the house where he was teaching and they said, your mother and your, uh, and, your, and, your, uh, and your brothers and your sisters are outside. And he looked around and he said, who is my mother and my brothers and my sisters? And he said, they that do the will of my Father in heaven are my brothers and my sisters and my mother. Right? See, it's not those that talk about the will of God. If you want to draw an eye unto God, then you're going to have to keep his commandments. His commandments is that we love. We love one another, that we love uh, as he loved, that the, the love of God that's shed abroad in our heart will be spilling out into the world and we're, we're going to have the same compassion for people that he has. And we've got a witness. We've got to go tell people. It's our job. It's what he's called us to do, to be witnesses. Don't ever be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to them to believe. And there's people out there that are dying to hear the word of God. And we've got this wonderful message. And it's time to go and to preach the gospel to every creature. And God will bring in those that need to be saved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you know, sometimes people are just forgetful. You get so taken up with other things that you just forget. You lay it aside. You know what I'm saying? We become forgetful hearers. I don't think we intentionally say, well, I'm not going to be a witness anymore. I think it just happens. Because we're not drawing nigh unto Jesus. God gave me a, a, a kind of a comparison one time. He said, everything is changing. Everything is moving. And unless you're growing in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're not growing and you're not moving forward, then you're backsliding. You don't have to do anything to backslide. Amen? All you got to do is stand still. Just do nothing. And you will backslide. You've got to be actively involved, engaged in the things of God. You've got to press in for the... For the 
uh, into the high calling that God has called us into. You've got to press in there to know God. You've, you've got to press in there to, to have God first in your life. And that's what the Holy Spirit's been saying here tonight. Press in there. Press in there. He invited us to come to the altar and to, and to seek, to, to press in close to him. Amen? Well, let's not just go out of here like, like those in Ezekiel 33 and say, hey, we heard the word of God tonight. And then they didn't respond. It was like they were mocking God. Well, God has spoken here tonight. And I, for one, think that we ought to respond. God says, draw nigh unto me that I can draw nigh unto you. That's what he said, wasn't it? Let's not forget what God is saying. God is saying, put me first, draw close to me, and I will do these things. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Over in Hebrews 6, the apostle talks about people who uh, are falling away. And so on. And then he says, he says, But beloved, we are persuaded of better things of you. I'd like to close in saying that tonight. I'm persuaded of better things of this congregation. I believe God has put this congregation together. I believe we have something very precious here, and we need to guard it. We've got something here that some churches would like to get a hold of. We've seen phenomenal things taking place since the first of the year. But all you've got to do is sit back and do nothing, and it'll all cease. It's easy to... to uh, God said... Uh, to, told us the first year he was bringing revival and we saw revival we've seen revival coming we've, we've experienced it, amen we've seen oh, if I'm not counting wrong uh, my usher might know but I think we've had 13 people saved since the first year we've had uh, 5 I believe baptized in the Holy Spirit we've had 20 some that have rededicated their lives We've seen the evidence of, of God moving in our midst. There's been nights when there was people laying all over the floor here. You, you couldn't hardly walk around because God had, had, had uh, uh, overcome them in the spirit. And, uh, and there was one that was down here for over, two, uh, for over an hour. God moving in a mighty way. But if you want to have God to move in a mighty way, then you're going to have to continue to seek God. You're going to have to continue to put God first. You're going to have to continue to do the things that God has called you to do. See, I'm persuaded of better things of this congregation 
because we've, we've experienced it. We are experiencing it. And we've got to continue in prayer. We've got to continue to seek God. Put God first. That's what he's saying tonight. Put me first. I believe this place is going to overflow. I believe it's going to overflow. How many people tonight uh, in big congregations would love to have as many people in their, their church as we have here tonight? Do you know there's, there's churches that, that run maybe 200, 300 uh, in a morning service, but it comes night, they don't have a handful. But praise God, look around you tonight. Look around. And we've got people that, that uh, would be here, except they, they, there's other, other things going on. Uh... Uh, Sandy's have, having problems in her family. Uh, there's there's uh, many reasons uh, that some of them are here. Pat, she she's still having convalescing problems, and uh, it's hard for her to sit through a full service. There's many reasons, but if we had everyone here that's normally here on a Sunday night, plus the visitors we have tonight, we'd be uh, have a full house. Amen. Don't get discouraged. Press into God. Continue to believe God for great and mighty things to happen here because he's already pouring out his spirit and we are privileged to be a part of it. Amen? But listen to what God is saying. God said it tonight and I think we need to respond to it. Press in there. Press in there. Press in there. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad that somebody cared for my soul.